Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. The pursuit for food has taken us into the wilderness, across rivers, and atop mountains. These journeys have connected us to the wild. It is this connection that allows us to experience the wild places this world has to offer in search for both wild game and adventure. This is my adventure for food. So back in the early part of uh, 2021, I was reached out to by Backcountry Hunters and Anglers and was invited to cook a fundraising dinner at their annual rendezvous. It was going to be held in uh, Missoula, Montana. So naturally, me being me, I committed to this, and uh, they asked me what I wanted to prepare, and uh, I thought about all the spearfishing and the underwater adventures that I'd been having in the in the Florida Keys, and at first I thought about taking up spiny lobster, and then realized it wouldn't really work out with the season, and you know, everybody gets to experience lobster, but what I really wrapped my head around and what I was proud to, to think was that... Uh, I wanted to highlight the plethora of invasive species that we have in Florida. And the first one that came to mind was lionfish. And I was like, what an awesome opportunity for people to have the chance to taste lionfish. And that's something that if you head up into, you know, Montana or any state other than just a very select few, how do you get your hands on lionfish? How do you even go about it? You know, uh, the commercial side of lionfish is so small that it's so expensive uh, because they have to be caught by hand, uh, you know, speared or trapped underwater. So you're looking at somebody on the scuba diving or, or free diving. So pretty wild uh, idea that I had and, and I ran with it and I was like, what am I going to, how am I going to do this? So I started recruiting all my friends and every trip that I went out over the, you know, the duration um stacked up as many lionfish as I could and I needed about a dozen a little more in order to make enough fillets to to serve this dinner and so 
I was into like the last week and I was still short. So I reached out to my friend Craig, who if you've listened to the podcast, you've you've listened to episodes with Craig on there before and he's a, a fly fishing guide and a flats guide and a uh, you know, a backcountry guide down in, in the Florida Keys. So I messaged Craig and I knew Craig had some cool lionfish spots and he and I decided we were gonna go out and uh, try to collect some lionfish. So we cruised out that afternoon and uh, we're bebopping along, got out to a spot uh, where we wanted to dive at. The first spot, it was probably uh, right at the reef line, so maybe a mile or so offshore. And uh, he's like, yeah, this spot normally holds a ton of lionfish. So we dove in, uh, you know, did like probably a 100-yard loop kind of around the boat. And the visibility was just terrible. You could see the reef heads down on the bottom. You could see kind of fish moving. But the visibility wasn't really good to to spot these lionfish. And so we were – I get – really concerned uh when you get in murky water because a lot of the shark attacks you see happening uh happen in murky water like that so that's always kind of was in the back of my mind uh craig definitely was not as bothered by it as i was and i was like you know what, man let's let's try some other spots we still got time so let's cruise on so uh we we moved the boat we cruised further offshore and uh this we pushed uh further past to the next set of uh reef line uh, which was kind of out by one of the shoals uh, where the lighthouses were. And uh, this spot was probably like 30 to 40 feet of water, and it was absolutely beautiful. Crystal clear. The water temperature was like 80 degrees. It, it was just awesome. The spot that Craig had marked, though, unfortunately, was there was a boat literally right on the pen where he had this place marked. And uh, we pulled up, and... Uh, we could see the guys were like taking off their their wetsuits and you know kind of stowing diving gear and stuff like that. We we're like, well, maybe they were just scuba diving, you know, doing whatever. And so, hollered over at the guy. Craig's like, hey, you mind if we go dive for some lionfish here? And the guys are like, yeah, sure you can, but uh, you know, there's there's uh, we just wiped out like nine of them, so uh, you're probably not gonna get any here. And so we're like, oh well, okay. So we swam around a bit. We decided to go check out some far spots uh, in this area and kind of cruise away from where they were and uh, we ended up uh, not seeing any lionfish they were in fact right they had shot all the lionfish so there we were uh, about halfway through our day at this point and uh, no lionfish in hand so we went and checked out two other spots not 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 productive visibility still better than closer to inshore uh, because we were dealing with the like a, a southern wind, so it was pushing a lot of the waves and stuff closer to the shore, which was churning up the water. Tides weren't in our favor either. Uh, but we got out, uh, dove four or five spots, and, uh, you know, no lionfish, but great diving nonetheless. We got to our last place, uh, and we were like, I was getting tired, you know, dealt with pressure stuff that day, uh, and, and was really just almost to the point where I was ready to go home. But I was like, you know, Craig, let's hit this last spot. And then probably going to cruise. Say, let's, let's, uh, head home. So we got to the spot. This one was back closer in, uh, closer to shore, which was, uh, we knew the waters could be a little murky, but you know, Craig's like, ah, it's probably good. Like it's, it's another spot. There's usually a ton of lionfish here. It's only like 15 deep, 15 feet of water. So it's usually pretty easy to, to dive it. So, we get out, cruise around, we're like putzing around. We get probably, I don't know, uh, a 
couple hundred yards from where the boat's at, and uh, you know, I, I poked my head up and I was like, "Hey, man, let's let's work our way back towards the boat, like, kind of make a big loop." Uh, he's like, "Oh yeah, cool." And then right as we do that, like, kind of, I see a uh, a Spanish mackerel come like cruising across us, and I was like, "Oh man, that's great!" So I pull up my gun to like shoot it, and it's headed towards the direction of Craig. And uh, as I look over to him to like wave at him to tell him to, "Hey, there's this this Spanish mackerel heading your way," a uh, he points back towards like in front of me, probably you know maybe like 20 yards out. And out of the murky gloom comes this big nurse shark, which is always like when you see a nurse shark, initially it's like, whoa. And then your eyes kind of like, oh, yeah, that's it's a nurse shark, like not to worry about. So anyway, this thing's probably like 8, 10 feet long. Huge nurse shark swims under us. Craig goes down, like swims along next to it. Like no, no big deal. No threat from this nurse shark. And then out of nowhere, I glance back over, and here comes this bull shark right out of the murk too, which is uh, – I don't know if you've ever – heard about bull sharks not my favorite shark uh they call them bull sharks because they're very stubborn very aggressive much like a angry bull um they also close their eyes and just charge at whatever they're going to bite and hit wherever so you know i've heard stories from all of my friends that spearfish and stuff of, of them getting bumped and hit by bull sharks as they've been like kind of checking out whatever fish or bait they have so uh, that part was definitely a little nerve wracking for me, but we kind of circled back up. We paired together, uh, and started working our way back towards the boat and me being me wanted to, uh, slower or quicker than slower, get back to the boat. So, uh, Craig's like, well, man, you got to calm down. Like you're going to stir him up. So after we saw him again, he kind of like turned a little bit and then, uh, didn't really follow us. But then again, the visibility was probably only like 10 to 12 feet. So, uh, it makes it a little more challenging uh, than it does normally to see these sharks. Uh, so it, it just makes it a little nervous. And so we had this, like, 200-yard swim back to uh, to the boat. Um, and we get back alongside the boat, and I throw my gear on, you know, take my gun off, throw my gear on, boom, whatever. Craig's kind of leaning in the water uh, just a few feet off the edge of the boat. And all of a sudden he goes down, and I'm like, oh, no, what in the world is this? Well, I wait. I see him pop back up and pops up his spear. And what does he have on the end of his spear? But a big old lionfish, like probably one of the largest lionfish I've ever seen. So he tells me the story that as we're swimming back, he's like, uh, he sees me get to the boat. So he kind of looks down, decides he's going to swim just like a little small circle, uh, kind of by these rocks that he saw. And through that, he sees a a quick dash of movement and that quick dash of movement just so happened to be a lionfish. So he dove down and uh, shot it, popped back up. Boom. That was literally the last lionfish that we needed to complete the, uh, the dozen that, uh, that I needed in order to go up to this rendezvous. And, uh, needless to say, despite the encounter with the shark and despite the murky water and the long day on the water, you know, it was still awesome. Uh, it was my last time diving in Key West and, uh, my, my last time spearfishing there, uh, since I've moved to Denver, but man, what, what a crazy adventure, uh, to have needless to say the meal went off without a hitch up at, uh, at the rendezvous. I, I seared the lionfish fillets with a little bit of coconut rice and, uh, a delicious mango chutney that I made, uh, with some friends mangoes from down in the keys. Either way. It was amazing, and that is my adventure for food. You ready? Showtime. 
On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. On Mondays, head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! oh. Look at Ooh. that belly. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV.